0: Hello and welcome to St. James. I'm saying this morning, but you might be watching this online, so it could be any time of day. So, welcome to St. James. <laughs> so, our readings for this morning have been Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 45, and Hebrews chapter 10, verses 5 to 10. So, let's pray. Dearest and most generous Father, Bless us with open ears and willing hearts, so that we may explore your word in this season of Advent. Amen. So welcome to this session. We're going to explore firstly the story of Mary, mother of Jesus, visiting Elizabeth, who was her cousin. And when the baby, John the Baptist, is in Elizabeth's tummy and actually jumps in the womb. And the second story in Hebrew is when Christ is teaching about sacrifice, about his sacrifice. So we're in the season of Advent at the moment, and the season of Advent in the church involves waiting. It's the season when we're getting ready to say it is here. A couple of weeks ago, Jeff Lumley explained how this was the season to prepare. And as path makers, we're called to straighten paths and to smooth hills to help people see Jesus, to help people see Jesus as we see Jesus. This season is to prepare a way to embrace Jesus as our Saviour. I'm a midwife at work, as many of you know, and I'm also a mother, and so I'm very aware that pregnancy is a time to prepare, to prepare for the birth of a baby, and for the profound adjustment that there is with a new member of the family. So let's try and imagine how Mary might be feeling. She's a teenager herself. She's betrothed to Joseph, but not yet married, and pregnant with the child of God. An angel had informed Mary that she would bear Jesus and that he is the son of God. In this passage now, we've just heard that Mary visits Elizabeth. Elizabeth is her cousin and is carrying John the Baptist. And John the Baptist has been sent by God to prepare for the Messiah, for Jesus. John the baby actually jumps in his mother's wound with such excitement when Mary comes with this this news. But how does Mary react? Mary completely surrenders at what is to come she surrenders her life, despite the effect on her social standing, despite the possible effects on her fiancé Joseph, Mary gives everything in an attitude of trusting obedience to God. So if we follow through with the Luke reading, the next thing that happens is that we have Mary's song. So I'm just going to read Mary's song so we can see how Mary actually feels. So Mary says, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my saviour. For he took notice of this lonely servant girl, and now, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He's brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He's helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. So he made his promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. So Mary is honouring God and giving him the glory. God honours her with the Christ child and her pattern of obedience is a pattern for our obedience. To listen to God, to glorify God, to trust God, he will keep his promises and finally to submit to his perfect will. Moving on to the second reading from Hebrews, Jesus Christ is now explaining how God, his Father, will allow Jesus, his only son, to die on the cross, so that there is a new relationship between God and mankind. In the Old Testament, there was a need for people to present animals for sacrifice at the temple, but mankind turned from God and worshipped idols and did not submit to God's will. For some, the image of God as our father is a difficult one. If your earthly father did not fulfil a good role model or may have even been absent, this can be a barrier on this image. And if that is a reality for you, I would like you to think of the person who has done the most good in your life. This is what God is like. God's intentions for us are always good. They're always there are always and always will be so. As we live in this broken world, there are and will always be difficult questions. Why is there suffering? Why is there struggle and sickness and evil in the earth? on the earth? God's plan for us was the Garden of Eden, a lush, beautiful, calm place where all our needs were met. In Genesis, however, we hear how man wanted more. Mankind wanted more knowledge, more control. We are God's children and we must be content to submit to God's will. Here at St. James we are indeed richly blessed. We are church privileged to be able to sacrifice and serve in an intercultural and diverse setting. We're given an invitation to spend time with the Father himself. To have Jesus as our personal friend and as with good friends, we will crave to spend quality time with him. Will not just fit him around our everyday lives and save him for Sunday, but we will give Jesus our time first before our other demands. As with Mary, the meek mother of Joseph, as you honor God, He will honor you. Opportunity at church abounds. Come and sing with us. Come and pray with us. Come for healing on the streets. Come with stay and play or English classes. There's lots of choice depending on the skills and the gifts that God has given you. And our commitment must touch every quarter of our lives. Our work, our friends, our homes and our finances. Giving to St James also includes giving to mission. And this is sincerely on God's heart. What God wants most is a personal relationship with you, with each and every one of us. God welcomes us as individuals and also as a body of people, his church, his bride. God sees us when we have difficulties, when we are conflicted or struggling. He sees us when we are confused and weary. He wants to comfort us when we grieve and sit beside us when we are low. Jesus is there beside us when we achieve and holds out his hand to pick us up when we fail. God wants us to serve him as the people that we are, diverse and different from one another, each one his child. He loves us more than anything else. As humans, we question, we test. How can we be sure that this is how God feels? In the Hebrew verse that we heard today, Christ Himself explains what is to happen. He has been sent by God to pursue the new order, an order of forgiveness, where He, Jesus, is the Lamb of sacrifice. No more sin offerings, no more burnt animals. In the temple a new order. God has sacrificed Jesus his only son on the cross so that we his children no longer need to do these things. Jesus died on the cross for us and is now in heaven with God to straighten our path to smooth our relationship back to God. Please take a moment now to sit comfortably if you can and close your eyes. Picture the faithful young Mary in the stable, baby Jesus in her arms. Think through the images that we are given of Jesus' young life in the Bible. The young Jesus angry in the temple as he turns over the tables of the money launderers. The image of Jesus the man. Travelling with the disciples, healing, teaching. And now the painful image of the cross. The ultimate sacrifice for you and for I. But it doesn't end there. For we have a reality of the empty tomb. Jesus does not remain on the cross. He has been reconciled to God our Father. He is in heaven and he prays for us, he intercedes for us. Because Jesus died for us, we could come to the Father with clean hearts. We are free to trust and to serve. Let us remember Mary as our pattern. She gives God the glory, for he is the authority. In recognising his great favour to her, she is humbled to trust and serve the Lord. As we finish today, my prayer for us all is that we know that trust, that faith and that humility. Like the young virgin maid and that we too would love him too, as he loves us. Amen.